Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Flavio Villanustre. Flavio is an expert in big data and works at LexisNexis. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com. Welcome back to Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Flavio Villanustre. He's VP of Tech for LexisNexis, and he's a big data expert. Welcome, Flavio. Thank you, John, and thank you for having me here. Yeah, this is very exciting. So we haven't had a big data show. We haven't talked about big data. First off, why don't you explain what it is you're doing at LexisNexis and what your latest project is? Absolutely. We do big data analytics for a living. Uh, we serve uh, business customers, uh, corporations. Uh, we uh, integrate large amounts of data, and uh, we do a fairly uh, complex integration project uh, in all this data to um, extract facts from the data, to infer, uh, for example, risk scores. Uh, as a company, um, we serve uh, the insurance industry, for example, and if um, you or any one of the listeners has a, an insurance policy on their car insurance, uh, they uh, most likely used us, even though they don't know, regardless which carrier they used. Mm -hmm. We aggregate the data about the history of accidents and claims uh, across the U.S., and uh, insurance carriers come to us to assess the risk, for example, when they are going uh, to quote a policy. Of course, we serve another, a number of other industries like financial services, where we uh, provide identity management services, risk scoring services. Uh, if you're going for a loan and uh, the bank wants to know what the risk would be uh, of uh, dealing with you or, or loaning you money, uh, they can um, get access to uh, risk scores that uh, take into account not just the uh, traditional uh, metrics that uh, credit bureaus used to take. Uh, this is your history of payments and, and credits and and your bankruptcies, uh, but also other metrics, other uh, dimensions in the data. And this is where big data plays a big role, um, where uh, we can do analytics looking at other things that help determine the primary uh, drivers uh, behind risk, essentially your ability to repay and your will to repay. Okay, so so you guys have massive amounts of data. I, I'm familiar with LexisNexis because it's always been the that's the thing that you go to to look up uh, news stories and uh, and articles in in journals and things. But you guys have massive amounts of data just on everything, right? Yeah, we do. And and you're absolutely right. The uh, LexisNexis as a company started back in the late '60s, um, aggregating data for a case law and news and patents and another legal content. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, in the late 90s, uh, decided to um, explore the uh, field of risk management and, and build a business in that domain. And uh, over time, the risk management business became, became so big that it 
spun off from LexisNexis. Both are called LexisNexis, but this one does particularly risk management, while the other one continues to do the um, uh, text analytics in right, case right. and, and builds similar type of um, uh, big data analytical products. But uh, the uh, traditional LexisNexis does this for attorneys, while we do this for banks and insurance companies and uh, and healthcare and and government and others. So I think the interesting thing that you just said is that it used to be the big data was was huge documents that people would have to go through and read. Now the big data is almost everything. And you guys are storing millions of records. How do you manage those records? And how are we going to manage those records in the future? Is there anything, is there anything, if you had a, if you had a magic wand and you could pre and you could wave it on the industry, what's the one thing that you would want to change to make things faster or better? Are there any sort of, is there any sort of, um, issue that you guys are coming up against uh, uh, network speed or something like that? <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, the issues tend not to be uh, technology related. They tend to be outside of technology. Um, I'll, I'll explain. Uh, we do manage billions of records nowadays, uh, tens or hundreds of billions of records. Uh, and this is on uh, in a day in, day out basis. And um, and technology uh, has been able to keep up, particularly uh, big data platforms. We uh, built uh, our own big data platform back in uh, the uh, late 90s and uh, made it open source in uh, 2011. So uh, we, uh, and of course, continue to develop it as, a, as an open source project now, which uh, helps us uh, push innovation across the platform. Uh, but um, uh, as I said before, technology is normally not the bottleneck. Uh, there are uh, nowadays a number of uh, novel methodologies in machine learning, particularly things like uh, deep learning and, and artificial neural networks and deep networks, which are, um, we are, we are really breakthroughs in technology and allow us to, uh, would allow us to uh, push the envelope on uh, what it can be done um, how, uh, for example, fraud can be spotted. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, how we can do better identity management. The uh, challenge is typically uh, adapting our uh, legislation and, and our um, regulatory environment to this type of new technologies. It's very hard in some cases with new technology to explain why the technology came up with a particular answer. And um, Fortunately or unfortunately, uh, legislators and, uh, and, and regulators uh, typically uh, require that if you are in a regulated business, that you are able to explain uh, why you came up with a particular conclusion. And uh, it takes a lot of effort to do that. So, so, your, so your magic wand would be to reduce regulation. Well, I think uh, adapt regulation. Uh, regulation takes far long, longer time to uh, change, to shape than technology. Technology grows uh, quickly and quickly uh, builds upon uh, existing technology to accelerate the pace of development and innovation. But regulation doesn't do that. Regulation changes at the pace of people. And, uh, and, and, and this uh, process is far slower and, uh, and harder to, to accelerate. Hmm. Okay. So, so, so if you had if you had no regulation at all, you could do all sorts of exciting stuff. Oh, absolutely. But of course, you, you uh, within within can, within sanities within the, right, within the right, yeah. ramifications of sanity. Absolutely. Uh, companies like ours, um, we have very high ethical values. Uh, we still do the right thing. Uh, but if you have no regulation at all, you have the risk that. Uh, less scrupulous companies could do bad things. Um, so you need, there is a balance there. Uh, yeah, probably um, less regulation or regulation that is uh, more, more adapted to uh, the uh, uh, new times and new technologies would be better. Uh, I think probably no regulation would create a Wild West scenario, which mm -hmm. is 
not what we want. So what, what information in, 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 a, in a perfect future, what would the, what would the big data uh, warehouse let you do? Would I be able to walk down the street and identify people as they walk past? Is there any benefit to that? Uh, what does it change if we have, if we have unfettered access to, to constant streams of information? I think, um, John, it's not uh, if, it is only when. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I envision a future where uh, we might be wearing some sort of interface. Uh, I can I envision a future where uh, we wear some sort of uh, interface uh, with augmented reality, where you walk down the street and you can automatically tag people with their names, uh, so you can recognize them immediately. Uh, you can uh, uh, get alerted when uh, there is a, a likelihood of... Uh, of uh, a risky situation in the streets. Mm -hmm. uh, you can uh, order your uh, food uh, by just talking to things. Uh, and Amazon Echo and, and Google Home are not far from that. Nowadays, they can do that. Uh, you can um, leverage technology and leverage uh, all of this uh, information that is available. And that was hard to mind several years ago, but now it's uh, it's far easier to, man to manage and to mine uh, to uh, make our lives better. I think, um, uh, and this is not, I don't think it's too far from what you think about, uh, about the future. Uh, I know that you uh, have the same type of feeling about these uh, dystopian futures that uh, some uh, sci-fi uh, sure. present. I, I don't think that's the case. I think it, it, it is upon us, it's our responsibility to build a better future for us and for our kids. And I think technology can help us do that. Okay. So what does what does your world look like in twenty years? What is the what is when you go to work? Uh, what do you be, what are you going to be working on? Do you think <laughs> this is my go to well, this is my go to uh, closer question because it's the hard, it's the hardest answer because nobody really can can predict but everybody wants to. Well, uh, let me do a wild prediction there. Yeah. So I go to work. I think. Uh, there might be less of that. There might be more of working from home or whatever you are at. Um, uh, telecommunications uh, and, and telepresence uh, are now pervasive. And 20 years from now, it's going to be even bigger. Um, you um, will be doing, hopefully, things that, are, um, that require far uh, more um, uh, sophisticated skills. I think uh, some of the uh, low and jobs might be cannibalized in some way. I think technology will take some of those. And um, and the direction that uh, new data analytics technologies and, and, and speech recognition and others are taking uh, show that some of the uh, lower wage jobs might uh, be easily uh, replaceable by technology. But that will allow uh, people to take uh, the higher positions in the food chain, essentially to... Um, be still on top of the chain and controlling, but now machines will do those jobs that we might not want to do anymore. And this is not very different from the Industrial Revolution. Um, so there will be some pain, mm -hmm. uh, transitional pain, but I think the, out, the uh, outcome will be far better for how, everyone. How, do, how does a person who's been displaced by a new technology fight back against that technology you used to have the you used to have the uh, saboteurs you guys the, who threw the shoes into the machinery but you can't do that anymore <laughs> no you can't and and you don't need to fight back you need to learn technology and leverage the technology and that's the uh, that's the a different approach but i think it's upon us to also uh, build that into future generations uh, into a train them into help them. Technology um, nowadays has a, um, and, and data analytics, has a, a nice um, uh, 
um, capability, which is um, is enticing to young people. Uh, and I think this will help the transition with young people. Unfortunately, um, there is a generation, uh, an older generation, that might uh, not be as um, accepting of technology. And, um, and I think uh, you will see some resistance from that side where people might um, try to just uh, go against technology. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think that's uh, what should happen. I think we should um, help the new generations get into um, this uh, new world and they also help uh, convert those older people into, um, into adopting people, into people that can accept technology, that can leverage technology. But uh, still, these changes don't happen everywhere at the same time. Sure. Uh, so um, you will see that this will happen uh, in some areas. Uh, this is geographic areas like large cities uh, certain types of jobs um, and eventually will percolate across the rest of the world so there is always space for for people that don't want to move that way um, I don't think things will be drastically different in 20 years they will be very different but I think there will be still space for those that uh, don't want to change much and when they retire new generations will take over okay uh, so where can people find your uh, your open source projects and what you guys have been working on? Our platform is a big data platform called HPCC Systems. The main portal is hpccsystems.com. It's free. It's open source. It's licensed under an Apache 2.0 license, so it's highly permissive. Mm -hmm. uh, it has um, all of the features and capabilities that any modern big data platform has around analytics, machine learning, data integration, uh, graph processing, and others. But it has a nice set of libraries and documentation to make it even more um, is to make it easier to uh, to take, uh, we have uh, massive open online courses that are also free and open. Um, these MOOCs are available through the main portal, again, mm -hmm. hpsystems.com. And uh, people just can go through them, learn the platform through the comfort of their uh, living rooms, and, um, and hopefully become part of a community. We'd love to get more people in the community. We'd love to expand uh, the... Uh, uh, open source community around HPCC and to um, essentially tap more into innovation and uh, build uh, better talent. And this can be a way, and, and, and just to, to give you a little bit of a taste for uh, another aspect of this open source project, uh, it can be a way to get a people to learn new technologies as well. We uh, have a number of programs uh, through those uh, MOOCs and, and, and training programs with um, uh, disadvantaged communities uh, where we are helping uh, people uh, perhaps get retrained uh, from a, um, a lower-end jobs into uh, higher-end type of skills. Hmm. Uh, and we use this type of MOOCs to uh, do that, together with classroom class and other things. Okay, very cool. So you're in a so you're entering you're you're giving away software so everyone can uh you so everyone can uh, what you call it uh, learn how to do big data. Absolutely. All right, very cool. Software and documentation and learning and examples and uh, cases and we'll be always help uh, there to help as well. We can uh, help guide them uh, throughout their uh, learning process and hopefully they will become part of us, part of the community. All right, super. All right, well, thank you, Flavio, for joining us on Technotopia. Uh, a big data future for all of us, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right. Thank you That's very it. much. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you next week.